Wow. Wow. He said she had the leaf on that one. <laughs> Pastor Jonathan Sosby. <laughs> Let me just tell you, this man is a blessing yeah. in the kingdom of God. And uh, many times he's sitting to the side and he'll, but I'll, I'll tell you this, if Brother Tracy looks at him or he grabs his attention and says, he says, do you have anything to say? And he starts walking forward. You better get your notepad out and you better be listening because he's sitting over there and God's like downloading straight into him. And I just love it. When he, when he steps up and says anything, it blesses me. And uh, I, want, I love you. You are my brother and I love you so much. And I always love seeing you. Make, you put a smile on my face. And, so, and we're so glad to have you here this week. So amen. He's, he's an associate pastor out at uh, Pastor Tracy's church. And he also uh, helps pilot the plane. He flies all over the place. And um, really, it's awesome. I got one of my favorite pictures, seriously, one of my favorite pictures in the world. As soon as we took it, I said, I want a picture of this. I want to put it in the office. Is him and Brother Tracy flying in their plane. We were at 37,000 feet, and we were flying up there in the plane. And um, we, took a, we just took a selfie in the cockpit, you know. And uh, it's up in my wall. You'll have to see it. So, Amen! See, I wasn't even lying. He was really coming. He was really going to be here. Like, we made promotional material. We're really helping. We're believing in faith. You'd show up. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, if you, if you don't have an offering envelope, just lift your hand. They'll get one in your hands. How do y'all like these new envelopes? Amen. They confess. Tonight says, I know that this seed will guarantee my harvest. Uh, Galatians 6, 7, don't be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, this he will also reap. And uh, I know this guarantees a harvest. When I give with a heart of love, it guarantees a harvest. And so as you drop that in tonight and as you're giving online, you give an expectation. There's a harvest that's coming after a seed. Amen? Because God is faithful. And uh, so we've got three, three new colors and three new offerings and envelopes, and they all have a different confession on them. And when you go to give, you make sure I'm confessing. Give in faith. Give in love. Give in faith. Amen. And uh, so turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. You were worshiping earlier. Good to see you, man. <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt your worship. 2 Corinthians 9 and go to verse 6. Actually, go to verse 8. Brother Tracy, I want you to know, we knew you were coming because yesterday I started praying over people and it just started rhyming all over the place. I was like, Pastor Tracy, Brother Tracy's on the way. <laughs> and uh, they told me afterwards, Amy told me afterwards, she said, every time you get ready to show up, it starts coming out. And uh, I'm not trying, it just, it just starts flowing, but it came out yesterday, it was funny. Yeah, multiple times. I was like, this is interesting. Impartation is real. Impartation is real, and uh, I tell a story about having an impartation of the gifts activating around Brother Tracy, and um, I had the, uh, I never really had flowed in um, 
discerning of spirits until I got around them. And we were praying for a young man in a, in a auditorium, and the spirit of death was on him, and I saw it. I saw that spirit of death on him. And while you were praying, I saw he fell out, and I saw that spirit of death lift off of him. And from that moment that you were praying over, from that moment I started seeing things in the spirit. I saw something the other week in it. I just really surprising. And uh, but that activation and impartation is real. How many people is going to receive some impartation this week yeah. and some activation? Yeah. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. I'm I'm receiving. Golly, this is going to be a good week. <laughs> Woo. Amen. Golly, that's North Carolina for hallelujah, right? <laughs> Golly. <laughs> It might work in Texarkana too, maybe. I'm not sure. Uh, look at 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 8. It's time for the offering. Amen. Look, I love this verse. Oh my goodness, I love this verse. Because I, I had a pastor say to me some years ago, and I really have taken it to heart. He said, absolutes are unbecoming on the lips of novices. In other words, if you're a novice, don't, don't speak in absolutes unless you absolutely know what you're saying, right? Make, don't, make it a, don't make it a habit to speak in absolutes like, I can't. That's an absolute. It's too much. That's an absolute. You're saying it's too much. I'm not going to make it, right? It's too hard. It's too heavy. Don't speak in absolutes. And that goes further. If you don't know that you know that you know, just don't say it. Now, if God said it and it's an absolute, then say it all you want to. If God said it, you see? But a lot of times people, they say things and they don't realize they're prophesying into their future and they're stopping things. But what I love is when God speaks absolutes, you know. Beloved, above all things, I wish that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. He delights in the prosperity of his servants, right? I love God's absolutes. And if you look at this verse... And let's just put this verse up there. There's like absolute after absolute after absolute. And God is telling. Now now think about this. I want you to see because this is a good verse, all right? Look at your neighbor and say, this is a good verse. Now I want you to know it's a good verse and God's wanting to get good things to his people. Now if he didn't want these things to get to his people, all he had to do, don't put it in there. Just leave it out. But when he decided... To put it in there, he done gone and messed up the devil's plan. He's already messed up. He decided to put it in there. And when he put it in there, he shared his will. His will was laid out for the world to see because he put it in there. 2 Corinthians 9, 8. Because he put it in there. He wants us to know what his will is. Well, God wants me to prosper. Yes, he put it in there. And he spoke in absolutes. Look at this now. All right. Look at this, verse 8, and God is able. That's the first part. God is able. He is able. Is he able this week? Is his ability going to come through to you? Is his ability going to come through to your finances? Listen, this is last year the Lord said this is our year of increase. We got to the end of the year and the Lord said, don't stop. That was just the start. That was the start of it. This is not just your year of increase, though. This is your year of multiplied increase. Now, that's not just talking about finances. We're talking about every area of a full Zoe life of God. This is our year of multiplied increase. 
Multiply the increase. Glory to God. And guess what? God is able. He's able, he's able to bring the multiplied increase. He wants increase to come into your life. He wants anointing to increase. He wants health to increase. He wants your finances to increase. He wants every part, your peace, the mercy of God. He wants the overflow of joy in your life. He wants increase multiplied in you. And God is God is able. He's able. He's able to get it done. There is nothing holding him back. Unless we decide not to believe him. That's the only thing. He gives us the choice. Do we believe him? But God is able. He says God is able to make some grace abound. So, so, a little bit. Just enough. All. Well, I mean, how much... When God says all... I mean... Have you, ever, have you ever noticed that you got some grace in your life that you didn't even know you needed? Like you showed up somewhere and you're like, oh, I didn't even know I need that. Thank you, Jesus. Right? Do you reckon there's some more grace out there that you don't know you need right now? And he's not talking about the grace you know you need. He's talking about all grace. He said, he, said, he made an absolute, no matter what you see, no matter what you need, I, he said, all grace for all time, all of every bit you'll ever need. All grace abounds. Say it with me. All grace. And then, not just get it to you, but abound. Overflow. Thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I am come that they might have and enjoy life to the full till it overflows, till it abounds. It's God's plan. He could have left it out. Didn't have to put that scripture in there. That scripture's for you, that scripture's for you, that scripture's for you, that scripture's for you, and all y'all. Yeah, all of you. Everyone that will take it and grab a hold of it. His grace is ready to abound. Not just get enough for you to survive, for you to thrive. To thrive. All grace. Glory to God. All grace. All grace abound. Say this right here. To me. What does it say? All grace abound to you. All grace abound. He's talking about you. He's not talking about somebody else. He's talking about every person that will take it. He, he's got all grace that will abound. Every bit of it. Every bit of it. See, it's personal. It's personal. We need to make it personal. See, people come, they'll tell me a problem, this, that, and everything else. Buddy, buddy called me this weekend, told me about a problem. And, and, and you know... A lot, of, a lot of people would have been like, oh, that's so bad. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I was like, it's going to work out. Yeah. Which answer did you get? I'm, I'm giving the worldly sympathy or did you get faith? You got faith. It's going to work out. Like God's going to supply. He's going to provide for that because he's got all grace. And it's not to abound to everybody else but you. It's all grace to abound to you. There you go. To you, to me, to us. All grace. It's personal. Amen. All grace abound to you so that sometimes. Not sometimes. Not most of the time. So when is there not going to be all grace abounding available? Never a time. Now, wait, let me ask you this. Now, when is it going to feel like you always have all grace abounding? 
A feeling's a lot different from the Word of God, but praise God, we're not moved by feelings. We're not led by feelings. We're not led by emotions. We're not led by what the world's taught us. We're led by the Word of God. We're who The Spirit of God wrote that. The Holy Ghost, the children of God, Romans 8, children of God are led by the Spirit of God. So praise God, no matter what I feel, there's always and all grace abounding to me, whether I feel it or not. We're going through. We're going through. We're going through. We're going through. I love the absolutes of God. He just didn't have to put this in there, but he did. Now, he, he's, he's, he's done messed up the devil's plan because somebody, somebody in here is going to believe it. Who is it? A long time ago. There ain't but one way to go with God, and that's all in. That's all in. A long time ago. That's why it comes easy. See, it's not easy in light if you don't jump all in. You jump all in, all of a sudden, it, it, you'll face things that people call hard, but it'll be easy for you. Because you come to Him, you do it His way, and His way is not lukewarm. His way is on fire. On fire. All grace, all, all grace abound to you so that always having all sufficiency, fully supplied, fully sufficient, fully, full sufficiency in everything, in everything, in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. For the rest of your life, in every situation, always, in everything, an abundance. I'm looking at people who are called to do some good things. Always, all the time. And God said those ones that will set their heart to do that, I'm going to give them all grace to abound. And if we back off of it, you won't find that all grace abounds to you. But if you'll go after it and you'll jump in all in with God, you'll go after and be like Christ and be His hands and feet and believe God, He's going to give me all grace to abound in every good work for every good thing in all ways, all the time, in all sufficiency. You'll find that right as you get there and you put your hand to it, the grace of God will come and flood your life and bring what you need. Is there anybody going to walk in that tonight? Whoo! Now, I don't know if you know about this or not, but if you read around that verse, he's talking about an offering. <laughs> All of that is surrounded by an offering. You know, I love what uh, Brother Keith Moore said, well, I thought that was filthy lucre, you know, <laughs> in, the old, in the King James. You know, some people be like, well, money's just filthy lucre. No, it depends on who's using it. It's talking about being able to do every good work with it. But it... <laughs> It's wrapped up in who's the heart of the believer, what's the heart of the believer, what's the heart of the sower. Because when we purpose our heart to sow, this is when he says, when you purpose and get intentional in your heart, Lord, I'm sowing seeds into your kingdom. I'm sowing seeds into your kingdom. When you purpose in your heart, he gives seed to the sower that's over and above your budget, outside of your budget. There's seed that wasn't coming in any other way. But you purposed in your heart and you set your heart. This works with fasting. You set your heart to fast. He'll give you supernatural strength to get it done. 
You set your heart to forgive somebody, he'll give you supernatural grace, all grace abound to give you strength to forgive them. Whatever you, this is a principle of the kingdom. Whatever you set your heart to do, and you purpose, and you get intentional to sow that action, sow those things into God, God will give you seed you didn't have before. All of a sudden, you'll be doing things, and you'll be, you'll be loving on people, sowing into the kingdom, believing God for an all-grace abounding type of testimony, and walking in it. Because you decided, Lord, I'm going after you, and I'm giving you me. So tonight, as you give seed, don't just look at it as, all right, there's just money leaving. No, I'm sowing into the kingdom. I'm purposing in my heart. We are sowing a seed into this week. We're sowing a seed into kickstarting all these lives and all the ones that will be online as well. We're sowing a seed into that. We will not be denied. And there is a harvest. Like this says, I know that this seed will guarantee my harvest because God is not mocked. Whatsoever man sows, that we also reap. So as you sow, don't you, put that, don't you put that envelope in that basket and, and think, well, there it goes. No, there it's planted and it's about to grow and a harvest, a supernatural harvest of grace and all sufficiency that abounds always in every place to everything and abundance for every good deed is coming up in your life. Amen. Stand on your feet. Father, right now we just praise you and we worship you. We give you the glory. Lord, this seed represents more than me. This represents your kingdom. It represents souls. It represents the life of God flowing through your word. Flowing through your word. Lord, this week, just like we talked about yesterday, Proverbs 3, your wisdom is more precious than silver and gold or any desire we'll ever have. Your wisdom. Lord, we're sowing into a word preached, a wisdom of God flowing through a man's lips this week, and we're going to receive the wisdom of God that will show us everything we need. It'll be more precious and more valuable than silver, gold, or anything else that we desire. It's coming in tonight. Lord, we're sowing into it tonight. We are not going to be denied. No, we put love with our gift. But Lord, we also, we mingle your word. What we just preached was your word. And we are mingling our faith with your word. And we will see an abundant harvest in Jesus' name. Father, bless it, multiply it. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. You may bring your seed. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Father, bless every penny. Lord, take take the condition of our heart, our desire to sow into you a cheerful giving. Multiply that seed sown by our heart, Lord. Multiply it supernaturally. Let Let a harvest be supernaturally exponentially multiplied and let it be supernaturally quick in Jesus name Father we're going after this world we're going after this nation we're going after this area your gospel will rule your good news will rule this land this area this region Lord Lord we're sowing into it and we praise you we're going after Texarkana we're going after the world with your word Lord 
We're not sowing into something small. This is what you're up to. Supernatural. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Whew. Man. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. It's going to be a good week. I shared a little bit on the broadcast today. Uh, if you watch it this week uh, on the Lunch Plus, every day at 11.30 we do a, a 30 minutes of fun and entertaining, and then we do a Bible study at about noon to 1. Uh, today, it's because Corey and Brandy and were here, it went to like 1.25 because, you know, they're long-winded. And um, <laughs> so didn't have anything to do with me. Just it was straight Corey. Yeah. And <laughs> no, that's not true. Um, <laughs> But we had a good time. It, I've already gotten a lot of uh, just feedback from that, and people really enjoyed it. So thank y'all for being on. Hello. And um, so uh, tomorrow, uh, Pastor Anthony Wade's going to be on the broadcast. Amen. And then uh, Wednesday, Pastor Eddie Smith will be on the broadcast. And I, I'm believing that Thursday or Friday, maybe Thursday, or I don't know, either one, I don't care, Brother Tracy will be on the broadcast. And uh, we'll see. we got to coordinate schedules. <laughs> he's got stuff going on and meetings all around the world, even while he's here during the day. But anyway, we'll figure it out. And uh, so, amen. It's going to be good. And I, I believe we're going to try and have you guys on there on the broadcast one day. Enjoy that. Amen. Amen. And um, so it's going to be a great week for Lunch Plus. If you, if you haven't seen that, um, there's actually... Uh, bring me, bring me one of those. Bring me those cards real quick. One of the things the Lord told us to do. Did he trip or jump or something? He gone. He gone. And uh, <laughs> the Lord told us, Buddy had a great idea. We have these cards, so we do the broadcast. And a lot of times we'll get into a series. And uh, we did these cards. You just shoot the QR code on the back, and it takes you to a playlist of that series. So it's like a free course. Like you just take the card, you can pass it out, and if you like it, subscribe on YouTube. But it's really, you know, a lot of people will sell different things and stuff. We felt led to give it away. And um, so we got, like, how to be led by God, you know. And then you just shoot the card, and it'll take you right to the playlist. Uh, biblical finances. Who wants the how to be led by God? Amen. Come here. Come get it. <laughs> there you go. Amen. Biblical finances. Explain simply. Who wants that one? Amen. There you go. How to, oh, I don't know about this one. How to overcome sin. Anybody want to say, I, I, that? <laughs> anybody want to come? <laughs> Amy raised her hand. She's like, I'm not hiding anything. <laughs> that was the best. <laughs> She's like, I'll take it. <laughs> Everybody knows, I'll take it. <laughs> That's awesome. Getting answers to prayer. Anybody want that one? Yeah? Did you, oh, you were stretching. <laughs> Who wants it? You want it? Lisa, here. Here. There you go. The power of rest. And they're free. They're all out there. Yeah, see that? Who wants the power of rest? Amen. There's another one out there, Rebecca. And they're, they're on... How to receive from God. Anybody need to learn how to receive from God? Amen. And this is exactly why we have those. So it, 
so that we can give it away. That one's also how to, who else, how to receive from God. I got two of them. Anybody else? How to receive? Go ahead. How about this one? Getting out of your head. <laughs> come here. Come get it. <laughs> that is a big one. That's important because we can get in the soulish realm and get out of the spirit, and that will mess you up. This is a good one. What is the unpardonable sin, and can I lose my salvation? So that's a good one to know because that's one of the things that wrecks a lot of society. Uh, most people, in the, and I've read it, most people in the mental institutions are concerned that they've lost their salvation. That's why they're there because they don't know what the Bible says about it. So anybody want that so you can learn about that? Anybody? Don't want to know? Don't want to help anybody? It's cool. <laughs> And this one everybody's going to run for, okay? Fasting 101. <laughs> I saw people go, oh, no, not fasting. <laughs> not fasting. There you go. There you go. Amen. Yeah. So a few years ago on the broadcast, so all of those, you can have every one of them. Grab them all. They're out there. They're free. And all you do is shoot that QR code with your phone, hit the link, and it'll take you to it. So um, anyway, a few years ago, uh, we were, I saw Brother Tracy ministering. He would minister at Brother Copeland's healing school. And uh, we were talking about it today. And, and he was loud and bold and confident. And I'd seen so many ministers like trying to put on that I got turned off by. And I was like, I don't think I like him. And, um, yeah, that's just what I was thinking. But the issue is, it was wrong. It was wrong. I shouldn't have been thinking that. But <laughs> it was all of a sudden, the Lord had me run into him multiple times. And I remember at the D.C. Victory Campaign, we came around the corner, and we just literally about bumped into each other. And uh, then you were in the parking lot. You and Miss Laurie were driving out of the parking lot behind the building, and I was walking to my car. And you said, hey, I said, you know, and the Lord, I just, I just even though I wasn't sure about you, I was, I, there was something there. It was something the Lord was doing. And so I, was, I said, hey, thank you, good to see y'all. And, and you said, let's, let's get together and talk sometime. As soon as you said that, I thought, that, that's right, that's right. And, and so it was great because I had leading of, my, my flesh was leading me one way, but my spirit man was leading me God's way. And then you were at Brother Copeland's at the minister's conference, and um, you got a, he called you up on the platform. It's one of the only times that he's called you up on the minister's conference. And you did it two nights in a row. And uh, I remember you said something, you were speaking, you started prophesying, and you went, in the name of Jesus, and you threw your arm like that. And when you did that, the power of God hit me where I was standing. And I went, whoo, I felt that. And uh, I, was, I thought, I've only felt that one other time, and that was when I was with T.O. Osborne, and he was preaching. That's the only other time I'd felt that. And that got my attention. But, you know, you know, sometimes you got more flesh on you than you. So the next night he got up and Brother Copeland called him up. And my thought literally was, well, he did it one night. We'll see if it's true the second night. And he did something else. And he did like that. And it hit me again. I went, okay. All right, Lord, I repent. <laughs> I repent. He's the real deal. And uh, then we kept running into each other. And a friend of mine uh, Pastor Eric Marney, he said, he, he told me, he said, I'm going up 
this was at Southwest Believers later that year. He said, I'm going up to Brother Tracy's minister's conference coming up. And he said, you want to go with me? I said, I do want to go with you. And I went out there, and I, I literally said, I never want to miss another one of these. And then over the period of time, and for the first couple of years, he was talking, and everything he said went over my head. But the word says, <laughs> the word says, I told him, I said, I felt like a kid with my coloring book. Like, hey, I'm, I'm coming to the meeting. <laughs> I'm coming to the meeting. <laughs> I, I did, yeah, yeah. I said, licking the windows of the short bus. That's what I said. I was like, that's, you remember it. It's funny. And did you feel that way when you first met him? I know. Well, it's good. Yeah, because I grew. Yeah. That look, the jokes are her anointing in this place, Anthony. Now, <laughs> so, but the word says First John two twenty. It says you have the unction, and you know, the anointing. See, when I stopped trying to figure it all out logically and just said, Lord, I yield. I yield myself to you. That anointing hit my spirit, and what I found was as time went by and the years, years went by, it stopped going over my head. The anointing that's coming through his spirit, from the spirit of God, it started causing me to know things, and then he'd start, he'd, and I was keeping up with him, and I was understanding those things because the anointing is there. So even if you got it all figured out or you got all that logic and it's not getting through to you, you just yield to the Spirit of God. You can say it right now. Just You can say, Holy Spirit, I receive what you have for me tonight. What you speak through Brother Tracy, I receive your anointing. Calls me to know in Jesus' name. And then as we went on, I found that there were moments that the father had this spiritual dad of mine become a spiritual dad. And there were moments where I needed something. One time I said it today, uh, I was like, one time he called me, he said, he said, hey, he said, hey, uh, just had you on my heart. I was like, that's good. I needed to be on somebody's heart. <laughs> like, I hadn't told anybody, but... Whew, I'm glad you called me. Thank you. Like, just hearing your voice made me feel good. Like, hey, there's a God who sees what's going on, and he believes, and he put me on the heart of my spiritual dad, you know? And praise the Lord, I needed that. And times where I needed, right, right on time words, stuff break off, stuff be imparted. And uh, the Lord, you know, connected us at Pastor Eddie specifically a few years ago. He put something very, very specific on my heart. And I, and I acted on that. What I didn't know was that God had been talking to him about the same thing, and he made sure for, for us to know uh, this is a covenant connection that God has done in this earth, and we are so honored, Nicole and I, to have you in our lives, and we're so honored for you to be here this week for a kickstart, and we're expecting big things. And uh, are y'all excited? Yeah. And are, are you glad and honored? To have him as, as spiritual grandpa yeah, for boomerang, amen. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to be old, you just be spiritual grandpa, yeah, okay, amen. I'll, I won't feel right calling you grandpa, so. but they say it sometimes, but anyway, please come on up. <laughs>
I feel like I'm digging a hole. The more you sit there, the worse it gets. <laughs> Hallelujah. How's everybody tonight? Woo, what a time we're going to have in the kingdom of God this week. Glory to God. What a time in Jesus' name. It's so good to see everybody. Say this out loud for the Lord. For the Lord. He is good. And his, mercy and his mercy endureth forever. forever. Oh, the Lord. oh, the Lord. He is good. He is good. And his mercy. Woo! <laughs> his, mer his mercy. How long? Forever. Woo! Over you? His mercy. Endure forever for the Lord. He is good. And His mercy endure forever. Hallelujah. Give the Lord one more shout tonight. Glory to God. Before you're seated, I'm just uh, thrilled to be here at uh, a kickstart. Glory to God. And something's going to get kicked. And we trust it's going to be the devil's rear. And we'll, we'll go, I don't normally talk like that, but you know. God has miracles planned in the house. Yeah. Hallelujah. And, uh, of course, you know, I just, it's like John Osteen used to say, and some of you, many folks know Joel Osteen now, but he's the son of John Osteen. John Osteen, a preacher's preacher. And he used to say that he would listen to some people preach, and he would say, Dear God, is he even called? He said, Then I'd hear other people preach, and I'd say, Dear God, am I even called? <laughs> He said, I've seen some folks walk in the power of God, and it made me feel like Pee Wee Herman at an NBA basketball game, he said. <laughs> and I understand that, you know. Uh, so anyway, I don't know what brought that up, except to say that, you know, sometimes the way that they introduce me, the way folks introduce me, I mean, I'm blessed, but I wonder, did I come to the right, is it, I, I look back at the card to make sure I'm the speaker, you know, because if they don't use my name, I'm not sure they're talking about me. Especially when you start talking about grandpa. <laughs> I was just in a meeting and Pastor Tony Collins called. He, he said, now I'm your pastor, but he's your pawpaw pastor. Because he's my pastor, so he's your pawpaw pastor. Well, whatever pawpaw pastor means, I guess it's an endearing term. Hallelujah. All I know is I'm grateful to be anywhere. Where God can glorify his son in. And he wants to glorify his son in this room, and in this meeting, in this church, in this assembly. He wants to prove he's alive. He wants you to know for a fact you weren't accidentally born. And that you are the answer to God's prayer for this moment in human history. And the only person that can empower you like that is this mighty, awesome one that's in the room. It's not a manifestation or a gift or even a fruit or even a leading or a hunch. He's a person. He's the third person of the Trinity. He's God himself. He lives in me. And he's here to do what he's always done. For anyone, anywhere, unto all, and upon all them that believe, for there's no difference. He has huge plans for this week. 
Oh, glory be to God. I sense it right yeah. now. Let's drop it on me. Woo! Glory be to God. And we are not going to leave like we came in Jesus' name. Amen? Now, uh, you know, we looked at each other simultaneously, so I don't know who gets dibs on this title. But while you were talking, I wanted our brother over here to make me a QR code, and I want to put together a whole thing, a title, and the series we decided would be things you need to know that have previously gone over your head. Things that have gone over your head, President. <laughs> Today we're going to discuss things that have gone over your head. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do you have a handheld microphone real quick? Could I borrow that, please? John, come here. You said something. As soon as he said kickstart, word of the Lord came to you, and he said something to you in your spirit. Just tell him what the Lord said about the meeting. I just think it needs to be uttered right here at the first. When you said kickstart, me and Brother Tracy was in the back, and you just said we're doing, this is a kickstart meeting, and immediately he said in the beginning was the word. So in the beginning of this new season and this new year, even though we're a few weeks into it, in the beginning was the Word. And you know, it, it was coming to me as I was standing there. Uh, you, some of you may have seen this movie, and I seen it a while back. The, the Life Story of Jackie Robinson, 42. You remember that movie? So in, the, in, the, in part of the movie, I'm going to paraphrase. You know, he's, he's coming to the owner, Mr. Ricky, and he's saying, you know, he's going to bring him up to the Dodgers and play and... He said, are you going to be able to withstand these people that's fixing to come against you? You know, because he's the only African-American, the first one that's ever coming into the league. And so he said, you want a person that will not fight? And Mr. Ricky just kind of, you know, he was real gruff in the movie at Harrison Ford. And looks at him and said, no, I want someone, and I'm paraphrasing, I want someone that will not fight back. Not that you're taking it, but someone that will persevere and not fight back and keep pressing forward and not always a fight. And then a few minutes later, or a few seconds later in the scene, he says, he looks over at him and he says, if you'll give me a uniform and a number, he said, I'll do it. And back those days, that was a big deal, which means he was equal in rank. Where every other player, there was no skin color on that team anymore. There was a uniform and a number. And it just come to me while I was standing there. We've been all been clothed with the robe of righteousness. And I believe in this week that via the Holy Ghost, there's a new coat that's going to set on each and every one of us. That we is. will leave not, not the same. We, it's up to us. You know, uh, Jeremiah 33, 3 talks about we can have answers this week. How many, let me just ask you something, if you will, except for Brother Tracy and you and you, and, you know, even Anthony, Keith, everybody else close your eyes. Except for you guys, Brother Anthony. Raise your hand if you absolutely need direction and an answer this week for things that are coming. Keep your hand up. If you're believing that you know you're supposed to be stepping into something new, but you don't know exactly what it is, raise your hand. Oh, yeah. Well, let's agree tonight. Answers are coming. You can put your hands down. You can, let's agree tonight. Answers, and I'm believing. Oh, absolutely. Answers, answers are coming answers to me sure. this week. Sure, absolutely. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, let's release our faith for it. I said, let's release our faith for it. You know, any promise of God is unto all and upon all them that believe there's no difference. If he'll lead one human, he'll lead every human. He's not supernaturally guiding one person at the expense of another. He's made his will known. And if he has promised to make his will known, and he has. If he has said, my spirit is here, 
to show you things to come. If he said that, then that's one of the purposes. Now, who is the Holy Spirit? Well, according to the Scripture, he knows the mind of the Father and the will of God for all the saints. So he is the agent that wants to tell you what God's mind is and his will is for your future. And he's in the meeting. So he's here to show us these things and the things to come. It's one of the express purposes that he has sent. He's been sent for that purpose. And the scripture teaches us that if you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. He gives to all men freely, liberally. And it says, and withholds it not. In other words, without grudging or necessity. In other words, God's not looking for a reason you can't know. He's not looking for a reason that you miss the mark to keep you in the dark. In fact, the scripture says that if you will, if you will, glory be to God, believe him. But he said, but ask in faith, nothing wavering. You can't treat this meeting like, well, I hope I get my answer here. You have to learn that when the Holy Spirit is moving, whatever's in the river, you can drink. And, and we're going to talk about some of these things. There's a very specific direction the Lord told me to go in these meetings. And uh, we'll see if it, if it carries the flow the entirety of the week. I believe it will, but I believe it'll be something that'll be built and built and built. And there's going to some things come alive to you. Glory be to God. By the power of the Holy Ghost, these meetings are divinely appointed from God. But right now, we set our faith. According to James 1, 5, if any one of you lack wisdom, wisdom, let him or her ask of God who gives freely, liberally, and will not find a reason why you can't have it, but let them ask in faith. See, that's the biggest problem with people who miss the will of God and the voice of God is they don't understand that they receive wisdom by faith just like they receive their healing or their finances. The greatest problem is people do not understand that faith is the currency of exchange in the kingdom. And if you're going to withdraw anything from the kingdom, it's going to take faith to do it. So you have to believe you've received wisdom before your mind knows what to do. Now that's the biggest disconnect for most people. Well, I don't know. I just don't understand. I don't. Well, they're... they're out of the bunch of the heart to mouth speaks. So now, here you are, and you're saying you want God to lead you, but you're saying consistently from your heart, I don't have it. I don't know what to do. I just don't understand. Well, that's anti-Bible. That's exactly, directly opposite. At home, in Texarkana, USA, if we were to get on the interstate, and we were to go to the east, we're going to wind up in Little Rock. If we go to the West, we're going to wind up in Dallas. But there has never once been a time when I've got on the interstate and gone east and continued going east that I expected to wind up in Dallas. But yet the body of Christ does that all the time. They expect to wind up at the promise and they're not even on the road going the right direction that God told them to go to get there. So it's, you, you understand? And if you're going to continue on that road without change, somebody's got to do the changing. And since he's, I'm the Lord, and I'll change not, it's probably going to be you. And the Bible says, meddle not with them that are given to change. So people that are all over the map, 
that aren't sure with some absolutes. I learned so many years ago, when I was a young baby preacher, I preached a whole series, about six-week series on the absolutes of God. I'll never forget it. And I, and I drew it from even like science. Absolute zero means complete absence of heat. Absolute light means there's no darkness in it. That's what heaven is. Absolute means the absence of anything else in it. And so I learned from a, from a test-taking course early on in like, you know, as I was approaching uh, in college days and all of that, and I found out on a true-false test that if you read something and you don't know the answer, if it has a word that's an absolute word in it, like never or always or every, if you don't know the answer, you can safely put false because 99% of the time is false. There are that few absolutes in the sight realm. So if you ever take a true or false test, and in the, and, and in the description it's got an absolute word, just mark false if you don't know it. Because 99% of the time it's going to be false because there are no absolutes in the sight realm. Which is why we walk by faith and not by sight. God is absolutely good. He is absolute life. He is absolute life. Light and love. He cannot lie. He's absolute truth. The problem is when people don't put the facts up to the truth, and believe the truth because it has more authority than the fact and change the fact into the truth. See, the biggest problem most people find in the will of God is they're trying to look through creation to understand it. But he's a spirit. He makes his will known to you spiritually. See, that's what happened when, when Adam woke up. I know y'all are standing. When we, don't count this. Get some other preaching time now. Come on. When Adam woke up, when God went, and he woke up, the scripture says, in the beginning was the word. That's kickstart. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. That means the Greek could read face to face with God, which means that when Adam woke up, first thing he saw was God's face, and he had to look through God to see creation. But when he sinned, his consciousness changed, and now when God comes to walk with him, he's behind a tree hiding because he sees he's naked and uncovered, and he's afraid and ashamed, and now he's trying to know God through creation. And you can't know God through creation. He's the creator of the universe. Creation came out of him. And you're the only one in his class in three worlds. You're the only being, situation, spirit, created thing, created living thing. You are the only one that's in the class for God Almighty to talk to directly. Everything else under a curse. He is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So there is a truth about how to worship him. And every other way of worship is wrong. Glory to God. None of the spirit realm is absolutes, which is why there's eternity, because it'll never change.
create a new heaven and a new earth, it'll be there forever. This was broken beyond repair. He's going to have to melt it. There's no fixing it. It's only still here wobbling through space because of us. We're the salt and light holding the thing together. If you only knew who you were, you'd quit asking the world for permission to obey God. You're the real masters of the universe. Father, we thank you tonight. My, you're doing some mighty things in the room. I can sense it already. So we release our faith now for utterance. Oh, glory to God, there it is, utterance. And we release our faith now for wisdom. You said it's our lack of wisdom that put us in the situation where we lack. You said if any of you lack wisdom, lack is a result of no wisdom. So we ask you, Father, you said if patience will have a perfect work, that we might be perfect and entire, we'll come out of that lacking nothing. And that if we ask in faith nothing wavering, we are guaranteed to receive it. Then you said in Mark 11, 23 and 24, whatsoever things we desire when we pray, believe we receive them and we'll have them receiving as having. So when we desire wisdom, we can believe we receive it. And then we have it. Our head will catch up with it, but now I have it. Now I know what to do. Now I know it's going to be the easiest thing I've ever done. I know exactly what to do. Because I've asked the Father, the creator of the universe, who knows the mind of everything that he created me to do. In fact, my Lord and Savior said this. Glory to God. Oh, you're sensing it's just coming on you now, see. You know exactly what to do. You know exactly how to carry out the balance of this season of your life in God. It has nothing to do with the government or Social Security or chronological age, or medical uh, reports. or Oh, those come, those go, but there's an answer to the long life, the great life, the blessed life, the prosperous life, the fulfilled life. And the fulfilled life is finding and fulfilling the will of God. Sure of it, no longer fishing about who am I and where I'm supposed to go and who I'm connected to and where am I set. My, my. You know, the Apostle Paul, how could he say, I finished my course if he didn't even know what course he was on? I mean, how are you going to know you're finished if you don't even know what you're supposed to do? Most people quit because it's five o'clock, but other people quit because they're finished. And you can't know when you're finished unless you know what you're assigned to do. Glory be to God. Oh, 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 glory be to God. Yes, sir, I'll tell them. Uh, the Spirit of God said, I, I want you to go further than this because we're already receiving. It's a receiving week. And here's what he said. He told me to quote this verse to you out of the book of Acts before we go any further. Apostle Paul said, neither... None of these things move me. Hear me? None of these things. That means all this persecution, everything he went through, everything that looked like what God said was not correct. Or if he did get something built, the enemy would tear it up and it wouldn't stay. None of these things move me. But that I might finish my course. 
And here's the key phrase that the Lord wants me to point out. Neither count I my life dear unto myself, but that I might finish my course huh, with joy and the ministry. And the ministry. Huh? That I might finish my course. So if you don't finish your course, you'll never finish your ministry. Because you have a personal course. And as your course goes and the will of God goes for your life, so goes your ministry. I know people that will never finish their ministry or were cut short because they got out of course. God has some things he told them to do that he knew if they'll do these things, it will forever impact their ability to finish their ministry, but they'll never finish their ministry if they don't stay on this course. You see that? So they're concurrent, but they're also individual. So you can know what to do in ministry and be out there, I'm called to preach. Well, you know, but I, I, I wish I had a monthly partner for every person over all these years that told me, well, you know, God spared my life and he's helped me. People tell me all the time, you know, he's got great plans for me. I wish I just knew what they were. I mean, people, preachers all the time fishing for the will of God. Not sure they're even supposed to be pastor in the church they're pastor. Not even sure they are a pastor. No wonder the church is floundering. We're not supposed to be in here fishing for the will of God. We can know. Now, Apostle Paul said, neither count my life dear to myself. So I'm supposed to pray for you right now. But the first thing you've got to take off the table completely, if you desire to know God's will, is the collateral damage of worrying about how it's going to affect you. Because until you get you out of the way and try to make God's will fit what you want it to be, you're not in position to hear from him anyway. Because God's going to make you responsible for whatever he tells you. So if you're not prepared to obey, he's doing you a favor by not talking to you about it. Because you're going to be judged for it once you know. So if you hadn't decided to do it no matter what he says, then you're not even positioned God. Amen. Well, glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. We had a lady come up. I had a lady come up to me in the last set of meetings. I'm going to say this to you, and then I'm going to pray for you. And she said, oh, thank God. Glory to God. Thank God. And I mean, she was just so thrilled to become our partner. And when I found out why, it's because she never would really pray. She grew up in church. You know, God, God will. I, I love God, and I want to serve God, but I didn't want to have to go to Africa. She heard stories and the crusades and what we're doing and what we're doing on television. And it was the most amazing thing. She said, the way you, the, what you shared tonight, suddenly I saw. Now hear me. God never, the reason it wasn't in me or desire to go to Africa, I wasn't called to go there physically myself. But I absolutely was called. If I'm in the will of God to preach this gospel, I am called to be a, your partner. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just like light bulbs went off after. Uh, here's a grown woman, been in church, and all of a sudden, bam, the will of God came alive, and, and she saw what the Scripture reveals about how God sees that partnership connection. And when she saw it, she said, my God, 
I don't have to go anywhere and I'm preaching the gospel every day all over Africa. But you see, you got to know it. And she said, I'm sure of it. I'm sure I'm your partner. It leapt in the inside of me. Well, now she's going to finish what God told her to do. Because, see, she got, she got out of the way and got some revelation on forgetting how it affected her. Well, come on now. I mean, I could go further than a lot of these things, but that's the way it is. So right now, self-preservation will blind you. It's a pity party. That's got to go. I said, that's got to go. If you want to know the will of God for your life, that's got to go right now. One final thing I'll say about that, Reese Howell's Intercessor, a great book. I won't get deep into it, written many years ago. He said, only the impartial can know the will of God. Most people aren't honest with themselves because they're not impartial. When they pray, they're too emotionally wrapped up and involved and then ask God, should I do this? No, you do better to go to God up front before you start dating the dude or whatever and create a soul tie and figure out how he's going to speak to you and how many easy payments it is to get that thing. You do a whole lot better to go God up front. Say, God, do you even want me to mess with this? Because once you get your soul all wrapped up in it, you've got a contaminant. You've got the whole mix contaminated now. And it's not until you're impartial. Because most people can't hear God say, no, break up with that guy. Because they don't want to. So they won't even really sincerely ask him. Because they don't want to break up with the guy. And they know in here, God's going to tell them, break up with the dude, he's bad for you. But because they know in here they shouldn't be in the relationship, but they want to be in the relationship, they really won't sincerely ask God. Because in here they know they shouldn't be with the dude, but up here they want to be with the dude. Especially, you know, forget it. You're going to have to get that out. You're going to get self-preservation crucified. If you'll do that, God will start talking to you about his will for your life. Hallelujah. <laughs> come here, honey. Hey, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. The Lord will show you his will. He's got a dude for you that you won't have to even ask about, praise the Lord. But he's a ways away yet. You're probably not going to find him on D Facebook either. He's probably going to be full of the Holy Ghost and you're going to find it right in the house of God where it belongs. Yeah. Glory be to God. Father, we thank you tonight. Glory to God. Woo, I'm a happy camper. How about you? <laughs> Aren't you glad we came all the way to North Carolina to persecute the saints? Hallelujah. Father, we, <laughs> Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. Woo, that name. Oh, that name. We, woo, that name. The name, the name. Father, we thank you that everything we're discussing is all inside that name, and you've granted us that name. You've granted us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. You've granted us the ability to truly come into that realm where you are, communicate spirit to spirit, and know your voice when we hear it. And I thank you, Father. 
It'll be crystal clear from here and it'll come into full view this year. Yeah, 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 this meeting is going to be life-changing for you. It's about to shake your world apart. Father, we thank you for it and we bless you. And now, we, re- we believe, we receive wisdom. It's going to be the easiest thing we've ever done. Say it, it's going to be the easiest thing I've ever done. I know how to hear God's voice. Say it. I hear his voice consistently. And I'm sure of it. <laughs> He's not holding out on me. Glory to God. I know the will of God. I know exactly what to do. And I'm going to be at the right place. Say it. At the right time. Doing the right thing. With the right people. The right way. And I'm graced for it. So it's going to be so easy. I receive it right here tonight. In Albemarle, North Carolina, glory be to God. I almost said it. I got it out. Hey, I got it out. In Albemarle, North Carolina, I receive it right here, right now, at 814 Eastern Time, right here in the assembly, where the Holy Ghost is showing me things to come. Woo! I know exactly what to do. Hallelujah. I believe I receive it. I know exactly what to do right now. Say this out loud. It'll be waiting on me. When I get back home. <laughs> Woo! Give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. My, my, my. One more time. Just hey, don't panic. Tell him you love him. Oh, Father, thank you. For your mighty power in the room tonight, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I'm going to start praying right now. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you for the supernatural anointing that is in here to remove burdens, to destroy yokes, to set the captive free. I thank you for the spirit of seeing and knowing. I thank you, Father, that you have granted us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Father, I'm asking you, and I'm not asking you so that you would answer it now, but for the people's sake, for I know you always hear me. You've already heard me. But I'm asking for their sake that they may know you've heard me. That this moment, this night, you would think through my mind and speak through my lips that the word of the living God in full and free course, oh, glory to God, there it is would flow down these aisles like the river of life it is. It would not return to you void. It would accomplish that which you please. That there would be signs, wonders, and miracles as you stretch forth your hand to heal by the name of your holy child Jesus. And that not one of us would leave the same and that every person that comes across this by divine design is watching in real time or by any electronic means, their life is going to change forever because you are the same yesterday, today and forever. Cause the word to become flesh and dwell among us. I thank you, Father, that you would glorify your son in our midst, in Jesus' name. And all the saints said, well, glory to God, amen, hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, you better get yourself ready. Hallelujah, it's going to be good tonight. It already has been, hasn't it? Praise God. I'll tell you, the healing power of God's in the room 
has been in the room uh, from early on. It's in here now. Words of knowledge are starting to flow. But we've got a week. So I'm just saying, if you have any pain in your body whatsoever, just decide right now, this is my moment. I'm receiving. You know, he did send his word and heal them. Glory be to God. And the mighty one is in the room. Open your Bibles, please, if you would, to the book of Acts. The book of Acts. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The book of Acts chapter 4. We'll be reading it in a moment, and uh, you'll understand also in a moment or two exactly to this scripture. Praise the Lord. But uh, I've got some things that the Spirit of God told me coming into this meeting, and um, I realize what the meeting is about ultimately, and you'll, you'll, you'll catch on tonight as we lay our cornerstone for where we're headed uh, to kickstart our year. But you know, the truth is, this year is part of something that truly began not just this year. And I am to just talk about a couple of things, not in great detail, but I'm supposed to talk to you about three days prior to the turn of this decade. When the Spirit of God, I'd been talking to the Lord about it, I knew that we were moving into, as it were, a, I, I could feel it in my spirit, that, that the, the veil was so thin. And that we were stepping into what I'd lived all my life to get to, a dispensation change. I knew that we were about to handle the powers of the world to come. That we were about to experience the days of heaven on earth. That there was about to come some apostolic showdown so intense that it wouldn't just revival, it would super rival, it would supersede the book of Acts that we were on the earth for such a time as this. I began to talk to the Lord about it as I came into this decade, but I wasn't thinking about it as a decade, although I knew that in my spirit, I couldn't, put, I couldn't wrap words around it. And so about three days prior to the turn of the year, which would have been December the 28th, 2019, I had been with the Lord all day, praying in the spirit, been doing some fasting. We're getting ready for our year-end meeting looking into the things that the Lord has asked me to do in the worldwide body of Christ and our realm of assignment and the office of prophet and those that are connected to us, our assignment. And as I'm looking into the year, suddenly, I looked at, I realized that time had gotten away from me. I got lost in the spirit. And oh my goodness, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be late if I don't get ready because I, I was, you know, uh, I hadn't prepared. And so I, I jumped up and I, I pulled some clothes out and, and, and jumped in the restroom and began to do what was necessary. And uh, while I was there, actually, this is probably a little more information than people need to know. It doesn't really matter, I mean, where I was. But, you know, the Holy Ghost, the spirit realm is always around you at all times. That's my point. So I'm literally, uh, you know, preparing and I'm, I'm stepping into the shower and the spirit of intercession came out. I doubled over and began to groan, and the wall disappeared. And I saw the whole world turning 
violently, just violently shaking. And this was three days now before 2020 turned. And then I saw dots hitting the map in different places all over the earth. And I knew in my spirit when I was watching this because I saw borders rearranging. I saw economies toppling or changing or shaking. I saw governmental systems and even governmental... Every, and, and, and I knew instantaneously the word of the Lord came to me. And he said, I don't want to talk to you about a year. I want to talk to you about a decade. And he said, this shall be known as a decade of deliverance. Glory be to God. Then he said to me, a new generation of deliverers is being born. A new generation of deliverers is being born. And I realized at that moment that those dots that were hitting the map were like arrows from the hand of the Lord, like arrows of the Lord's deliverance shot right in the belly of the beast. I mean, and I, the first arrow I saw hit was, was in Asia, right next to China. Well, and then I saw others in the North American continent. And as the world began to spin, I began to see that we weren't talking about little bitty babies being born. We were talking about like the generation that wandered around in the wilderness and had come of age now it was time at a second river crossing to go in and possess what their parents left undone. And I realized that he said, I'm hold, and I knew at that point, he said, I'm holding you responsible to do your part in raising up these deliverers. God's giving us a mighty army. There'll be a thousand points of light. I'm telling you the harvest is coming in wholesale. Glory be to God. So there's some things we need to talk about along those lines because you need to know right up front this is a Holy Ghost meeting. Amen? So you need to know that right up front. So the administration of it, for some time now, I've been using my faith. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I've not shared it. I may share it at some point in the future. But I was in a meeting in Dayton, Ohio. I was up in your country. And I was on the front row. And the word of the Lord, it's as if a man came and sat beside me in the chair. And the word of the Lord came to me. He said, in the days to come, he said, in the not too distant future, He said, I need you, and he he talked to me about the Holy Ghost meetings. He talked to me about some of the things Dad Hagen said, that if you do not go do these, a whole generation of preachers is going to miss it. And he said, I want to talk to you about the Holy Ghost meetings that I'm going to drop a code on you to, to do. And he said to me, he said, and the administration of the way you administrate in extended meetings is going to change, and I want to talk to you about that. And he began there in literally 2017, five years ago. He said to me there in June or July of 2017, he laid out the administration of what would come when, he, when the coat dropped in full and said, now go do this. And he said, the, he said, you've seen miracles all over the world. But he said, the miracles that you're about to see in every meeting you do, will cause everything you've seen over the, around the world to, to pale in comparison. The, the Spirit of God wants His church back. Over at Peter God. And this is a seed of beginnings. Oh, my, my, my. It's a seed of beginnings. It's wonderful, 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 wonderful. Glory be to God. 
Now, we'll talk more about that in a moment. But the point I'm trying to make is, is now uh, the Spirit got even in this meeting. He said, now, they need to know, people there and people watching, he said, they don't remember everything that was prophesied and everything that you said. There are people there that remember you telling the story and remember some of the things the Lord said. But he said, you're right in the middle of what I showed you in that open vision. He said to me, he said, you can't wait till the end of the decade. He said, it's going to start right here. And, and when I saw the whole world shaking, he said to me, everything that can be shaken shall be, will be shaken. Glory be to God. My, my, my. And he began to talk to me about that year. He began to talk to me about the world and, uh, and, and of course, America. And everything he said to me, we now have it documented that I wrote out. Every single thing he said to me came to pass like he said. Yeah. Now, the one thing that it's now time to step into that the Lord said to me that I never really talked much about, that I never really revealed, was the verse, which we're going to go to, that days before I had that open vision, I was on in the sanctuary at, at our home headquarters, and I was on the stage in the wee hours of the morning praying in the Holy Ghost, and the word of the Lord came to me. And so when that open vision came, I had automatically then had a connect point to where I knew he was taking it. But you know, you kind of get down into something sometimes to get people out of their carnal minds so you can talk to them about spiritual things. And tonight, I want to talk to you about spiritual things. There's going to be an enlightenment, a supernatural revelation to what people normally respond to when they think in terms of shaking. Because the moment I say everything that can be shaken will be, the first thing they start thinking about is Republicans and Democrats and Dominion machines and conspiracy theories. And No, no, God wasn't talking to me about predicting the next president. Boy, and your cricket's in here right now. I said, God wasn't talking to me about predicting the next president. Presidents come and go. God's not on the four-year cycle. God's not even an American. He's a king. This is a kingdom. God was talking to me about a kingdom. Whoo! Thy kingdom come. Oh, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. You do realize till his will's done in your life, his kingdom hasn't come. You do get that, right? That until his will is being done in your life, the kingdom isn't manifesting in your life. Which means that everything around you that is hindering, slowing, or keeping the will of God from getting done is God's enemy and it's the kingdom's enemy. So get clear about this. The shaking is not what you think it is. The shaking is to totally and absolutely remove everything that's been attached to your life that's been keeping you so long out of the manifestations of what God told you would come. He's shaking. He's not shaking things apart. He's shaking things off of you. And he's shaking you together with your harvest and the manifestation of God's promise. Oh, this is huge. 
But we're going to have to talk about this to understand what is it? What is the will of God? And what's all this that's going on? Because if you can get spiritual and truly understand it, you, you, you just go screaming, just screaming happy, turning cartwheels in the Holy Ghost and say, Whoa, it's about time, God. Let her shake, let her rattle, let her roll. Glory be to God. It's about time. Because you are unshakable. Did you hear what I said? You are unshakable. You're the person that most should be the most thrilled about the shaking. Because now it's God fulfilling His promise to shake all of you out of your way and break the attachment from you that's been keeping you from what God wanted for your life all along. He's about to remove every obstacle out of your way. Break off every chain, open every door. The end time transfer has begun. I'm telling you, we've gone through a portal and you had never seen anything like what's about to happen starting in 2022. Oh, this is going to be a Proverbs 631 year for you. If you'll just have the guts enough to believe it, he's found the thief and he's about to have to restore and if he can't pay seven times and he's got to cough up his whole house, so what? He is so nervous because the devil having a short time simply means he knows it's a very short time till everything God promised you must manifest. That's the whole reason he knows he has a short time because if he doesn't get it done now, if he doesn't stop it now, it's over because the short time means short time till he's destroyed Short time till you're absolutely have in hand everything God promised. Right now is your time. Glory be to God. Woo, glory to God. I said right now is your time. Hallelujah, right now is your time. Now I'm going to read you a couple of things from that vision um, very shortly here, and we're going to look at a couple of scriptures. But... um, Let me just read this particular paragraph. The Lord told me, beginning this decade was a a season of shaking. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. He said to me, during the shaking, many things will shift. But now this is what he's always wanted. We think it's all this mess in governments and economies. No, no. What's he shaking? What's the shaking? Many things will shift and his government will begin to manifest in the earth, aligning for the harvest of the last days. I need to read that over here. See, the reason the body of Christ, it's taken the body of Christ two years and a bunch of false prophecies to quit chasing conspiracies that I could have told you day one when they came out. Because the scripture forbids it. Scripture says conspiracy, conspiracy. Scripture says this. It's right, the Bible. B-I-B-L-E, that's the book for me. God said. The chasing conspiracies. There's no light in you. And don't follow those people. You know, it does help to know your Bible. Okay, let me try that over here. 
I know y'all are all excited because your favorite preacher is one of the people whose prophecy didn't come to pass. I get that, but. Because he's prophesying out of his own soul on a Christian news program. Let me explain something to you about the gospel. The gospel is not Christian news. Christian news has a place, but it is not the gospel. Well, if foreign minds want to know, I know, but you're going to stay in the mental realm, and there's no power to deliver in that realm. See, knowing the darkness doesn't grant you power over it. Scripture says it's a shame to even speak of those things that are done in the dark. Hmm. See, we're, we're so highly developed in the, all the mess that's going on that that's somehow what we think is all that's going on. So when you have that filter and you hear a word like shaking, you can go back to your news program. Oh, well, that's right, everything's shaking. That's not what the Lord's talking about. Now, <laughs> you know, don't throw rocks at me just yet. We've got a whole week of meetings. I promise it gets better. Even before the night's over. <laughs> Somebody said, this is a Holy Ghost meeting? Man, Holy Ghost is a bummer. <laughs> no, he knows. He knows. Glory be to God. And he wants you to not even pay any attention to what's bumming you. Glory be to God. If you get a hold of his voice, your life will change. Your world will change forever. Glory be to God. So he said to me, he said, as his government will begin to manifest in the earth, aligning for the harvest of the last days. He made me to know the shaking. Listen, the shaking was for the removal of the things that could be shaken. And he said it would also produce an opening of doors and opportunities for the harvest and miracles that have been unprecedented from the time of the apostles till now. And I've watched that unfold for two years. And we're, we're just in ankle-deep water. Oh, oh, the, oh, the doors, the supernatural alignment, the heavenly transfer. The things, and I'm going to tell you, you better watch 2022 because he told me in 2022, he gave me seven unusual harvests that were coming and amongst those, this is what he said. He said, outstanding opportunities are going to come to you in 2022. I'm telling you, you want to stay positioned to take advantage of opportunities when they show up. So you don't need to have your head down worried about all kind of natural stuff and counting beans Huh? Because God's about to put some things in your hands, pennies on the dollar. But if you're worried about the money and you sit back waiting for it all to just be given to the church and you won't go out and buy the extra oil, you're going to have to come on up and be wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. Believe God for some income because I'm going to tell you, cash in the bank, you're going to buy some stuff for 10 cents on the dollar. You better mark my words. I'm telling you by the Holy Ghost, God is about to transfer properties, equipment, finances, the transfer has begun. And folks that don't even think they need it are just going to have one building. They're going to suddenly have the ability 
to buy four or five church buildings because nobody's meeting in them because the anemic church just got steamrolled in the gross darkness, but the real church is rising up in glory. And Glory be to God. Glory be to God. I see it in my spirit. I see it. I believe it's going to start this year that people are just going to drive up and be under duress and say, I just, just take the keys. Just take the keys. I know. Angels are, my, my angels are on it right now. I know they work for us. We got an interstate move that way. Our angels went and troubled the man that was the head over the interstate area, moved it off our property because he couldn't rest at night. He finally called me, preacher. He did. He said, preacher, uh, we... I, you could hear it in his, his voice. I mean, he was not happy. I lost my warm and fuzzies. I'm sitting in the office with him. Huh? He took, he took, they had exhausted the whole treasury of the design on the interstate. They had no, no more money to redesign it or anything else. And I looked at him, I said, I know it's wrong and you know it's wrong. And I said, no, there's one, not one fiber of my being. My, my, my conscience would be violated if I let you step one foot on this property. It's God's property. He wasn't real happy. He rolled up his plans and walked out from under his arm. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I was pressed. Call him, see how it's going. I said, no. What do you mean, see how it's going? That interstate's gone. What you talking about, see how it's going? It went. It's, it's already gone. You don't have to see how it's going. It's gone. <laughs> see, the devil can try to get you over in that realm, see. Yeah, and then one day a phone call came. I remember where I was. I mean, I, you know, the moments like this, you remember. Yeah. I picked up the cell phone, and it was the, it was the head of the interstate guy. He called me and said, Preacher, you got a minute? I said, oh, yes, sir, anything for you. And I walked, I walked in, he said, well, he said, we've redesigned the interstate. And uh, now listen, he said, before we show it to the public, we want to see if you like it. In other words, he knew. He knew if I approved it, no problem. Nobody. Glory be to God. And more recently, I saw the angel what moved it. I guess I'd be troubled too if that angel came and started troubling me. One I saw is the one who moved the interstate. That's who was troubling that man. I learned that from Pilate's wife who got troubled in a dream and had to go tell her husband, I've been troubled all night. Don't, do, don't have anything to do with this man. I'm telling you, touch not my prophets and do my prophets no harm. I'm telling you, glory be to God. 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 Hallelujah. I'm telling you, you are too expensive for the devil to keep messing with. And there's a whole lot of shaking going on. Look at your neighbor say, there's a whole lot of shaking going on. To find one more person, and it's going to shake out in my favor. Woo, hallelujah. Glory to God. Woo! Now, I could read some more, and so, you know, we may have opportunity to do that uh, later in the meetings, but I just wanted you to hear ultimately what the Spirit of God was saying here because the shaking is not a negative thing. 
Amen? I said the shaking is not a negative thing. Now I want you to look at this with me in Acts chapter 4 because this is a Holy Ghost meeting. Amen? And I want you to see the verse that God visited me with when I was on the platform in the wee hours of the morning, lost in the Spirit, days or a week before the open vision. And I haven't preached it till now. This is the first time i preached it. But it's because we're wearing a new coat. And this is a start meeting. This is a seed of beginnings. And I'm telling you, the river's going to rise. And you're going to be doing fine. And you're going to be so glad you were in this meeting. Woo! Already am. <laughs> I already am. Glory to God. Now let's read this together. Look what the Holy Ghost said to me here. He gave me this verse specifically, verse 31. Now this is two years ago now, prior to 2020 coming, and an open vision that told me everything that can be shaken will be shaken. And This is what the Holy Ghost said to me. Acts chapter 4, verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Are you looking at this? They were all filled. With the Holy Ghost. That's the Bible definition of shaking. That means everything else is shaken out of you. And there's only one thing left in you. You're only full of one thing. Glory be to God. Not all these other contaminants and not all these other pulls and not all these other soul ties that have weakened and, 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 you know, and brought a, uh, if you will, a dissipation of the power and the punch. No. And, and the Holy Ghost wants his church back. Now, now notice what it says here. This is so huge. It says, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spoke the Word of God with boldness. And the multitude... Now, you know, it's an amazing thing to me that there's been so many people trying to do it in their own strength and so much manipulation in the church and so much Christian entertainment and so many people trying to do stuff on the con that somebody gets up under the spirit of boldness and it makes a man question immediately, is that guy for real? He's too bold. He's, he's putting on a show. But I'm going to tell you. I'm just going to tell you. There's going to be a spirit of boldness fall on the church. And it is going to be a force to be reckoned with. And you can't be afraid of your reputation. You cannot be afraid that folks think you're a con or intolerant, or, you know, a right-wing conservative or a neo-Nazi. Because you will not qualify for the anointing of the miraculous if you fear men. Let me tell you, there's one thing and one thing only that gets you in the perfect will of God, and that's being intoxicated with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit is the will of God. So that means the outpoured Holy Spirit is the outpoured will of God. Me being filled with the Spirit is God's perfect will. 
And anything outside of that or less than that is in his permissive will. He wants the church filled with the Holy Ghost, not just individuals. He wants the church filled with the Holy Ghost. And let me just tell you, a church full of the Holy Ghost will shake things up. Woo! Glory to God. Yeah, there's a whole lot of shaking going on. And it's stuff that's been attached to you, shaking off of you. That's kept you down and kept you from receiving and kept you in the mental realm and kept you trying to figure it out and kept you in the spin cycle and kept you counting beans in your bank account. But I'm telling you, when the Holy Ghost, glory to God, He'll take the chicken out of you, man. God, oh, glory to God. Woo, we used to sing a song. We'd have missions crusades years ago. Power of God would just, just rock the room. And, and uh, some of our children's pastors, they had a song, Holy Ghost will take the chicken out of you. And, and that was for the kids. And, he, and one of his props was a rubber chicken. And I never will forget one day in our missions conference coming out there, I was talking about signs, wonders, and miracles, and I stuffed that rubber chicken down in my coat. And I started singing that song, the Holy Ghost will take the chicken out of you. The Holy Ghost will take the chicken. I pulled that rubber chicken out and I did like that and wrung his neck and I threw him in the crowd. <laughs> Tell you, the world deserves a fearless church. It took the Apostle Peter from a denier, running out weeping bitterly, cursing, saying he didn't know the man, afraid he was going to die, and within weeks... The man stands up in front of 20,000 people unashamed preaching the gospel. Oh, 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 Simon became Peter when the Holy Ghost came in him. Saul of Tarsus became Paul the Apostle when the scales fell off his eyes and he was filled with the Holy Ghost. Oh, glory to God. And I'm not just talking about a little shama, shama, shama. Untie my bow tie, you know, who stole my Honda? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Holy Ghost and fire. I'm talking about getting set on fire. I'm talking about being set on fire. Like a fire is shut up in my bones. I'm talking about cannot get plugged in to the fire of Almighty God and just sit there like a bump on a log. It doesn't happen. I'll know when you're full of the Holy Ghost because He'll manifest. And what you need to know is one of his number one manifestations is the shaking. That's the connection I wanted you to get. This shaking is not the devil. It's not the medical system. It's not the political system. It's not the vaccine. All of that is the devil. He's always going to push his agenda ahead of time. It's not time for the spirit of Antichrist to be able to take over the world. You and I are the resisting force. Satan is always going to push the envelope. He's done it through centuries. He started, he started way back before Jesus was even in the earth with Nebuchadnezzar and world rulers and Alexander the Great. The devil's always trying to take over the world. Why do you think he overthrew Adam and Eve in the garden? He's always tried to take over God's planet. He did it with Hitler. He did it with Mussolini. He did it with every, every, every little man like uh, Napoleon that thought he was some something because some demon got a hold of him. But I'm telling you, that's the Antichrist. But the Christ lives on the inside of us. Glory be to God. And there'll be no spirit of Antichrist 
manifest in my world while I'm still here. Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. The shaking is to shake this foul demon of Antichrist off your mind, off your kids, out of your money, out of your affairs, out of your health. Stop consulting demons to figure out how to walk in victory. They don't know how. They're, they're spirits of bondage. They're full of fear and confused themselves. The world can't even decide how many boosters you need. Well, am I not telling you the truth? Oh, here's the most idiotic, hilarious thing you've ever seen. They're being paid billions to be that insane. Huh? And we're right positioned. The greatest opportunity the church has had in hundreds, maybe a millennia, but hundreds of years, the end time combine of Almighty God, and I was chosen to live right now. And you think I'm going to duck down and worry about mandates? When it's time to stand up on the housetop and shout out what I've heard in secret, that the name, in that name, in that name, one name is all we need. Glory be to God. Now, I think it seems fitting in my spirit to uh, take just a moment to open the meeting here to just look at a couple of, a couple of more scriptures so that we can just kind of nail down really what the Holy Ghost is going to do because He is going to shake your world this week. I mean, He's going he to turn you every which way but loose. He's going to fill up every crevice and every, every corner of your world. You're, if you will just let him, he will anoint your head with oil and your cup will runneth over. If you will just let him, surely goodness and mercy shall follow you to length of days. If you'll just let him, he's got some things planned. <laughs> to shake up the foundation of what's been going on it's going to keep our borders so small. He's going to deal with the spirit of constriction. He's going to deal with the spirit of obscurity. He's busting loose the things that have limited us. He's breaking down walls and opening doors. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God by the power of Almighty God. Let me stop that here. Stop it. Leave. Jesus' name. Too many apple spirits in that thing. <laughs> Holy Ghost, I'll take the chicken out of you. Glory to God. Glory to God. <laughs> Glory be to God. Now this was the verse that the Lord said, this is the shaking. This is the end result of the shaking. My spirit, I'm shaking my glory into the earth. 
He is shaking his glory. Yeah, I'll go there, Lord. I didn't think I'd go here tonight, but look at, the, look at the Psalms real quickly with me, if you would. I want to show you what he's doing right now, and he'll start it tonight in your life, right here, right now. Glory be to God. Oh, he'll start it in your life, right here, right now. Glory be to God. Amen? Now, I want you to look at this in Psalm 68. Follow me here. It says this. It says in verse 7, O God, when you went forth before the people, when you did march through the wilderness, Selah, the earth shook. Say, the earth shook. The, earth shook. the heavens dropped. Do you see that? The earth shook. Say it. And the heavens dropped at the presence of God. And even Sinai itself, even God's own mountain trembled when he stepped on it. Glory be to God. Look at this. This is huge. And it says this. Thou, O God, did send a plentiful rain. This shaking is about the heavens dropping and the rain, the early and the latter rain, coming in full manifestation. And we're there. He said, God did send a plentiful rain, and here's why. Because he, he, he first, his first step in releasing the power of the Holy Ghost and the rain is to confirm his inheritance when it's growing weary. I'm telling you by the power of Almighty God, the Holy Ghost is about to come, restore, refresh, renew, strengthen, and establish and settle you. And you're going to quit saying, it's just so hard, and I just wish it was back to normal, and, I just, it's just, and, then, and then you know inside yourself it's never going back to normal because normal was bad. We don't want to go back to normal. That was the biggest danger I told people in March of 2020. Did I not? Did y'all not hear me say it? I said, the greatest warning I'm getting from the Holy Ghost, and it was March of 2020. This thing wasn't even in full bloom yet. And the Lord said, the greatest warning by the Holy Ghost I can give the church is the danger of saying, I'm just be glad when we can get back in church and go back to normal. And the Lord said to me all those years ago, it will never go back to normal. It's not supposed to go back to normal. I'm the one shaking it up. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. He's trying to confirm the weary. He's trying to get your inheritance to you. He's trying to shake some things out of the wrong hands into the right hands. And he's doing it tonight in Jesus' name. I said he's doing it tonight in Jesus' name. Do you believe that? Oh, glory be to God. Do you believe that? Well, let me just settle this issue right here. Go with me to just a couple of more scriptures, all right? Go with me. I want to talk about the manifestations of the Spirit, all right? Go with me to Mark's Gospel. Let me just show you something here. Go with me to Mark's Gospel. Oh, glory be to God. And let's look at Mark chapter 5. I've seen this happen so many times I've lost count. Mark chapter 5. There's a woman that we all know about, right? And this particular woman was a woman that, uh, excuse me, Mark 4. Oh, I'm in Luke. No wonder that didn't look right. It would be Mark 5. I know it's Mark 5. I'm like, okay. 
But it's not there, so, yeah, of course, I'm in Luke. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, Mark 5. And I want you to look at this. This woman, she'd been through a lot. Can you imagine how weary she must have been? Now, I won't get into the details of it, but she had more than just a healing take place. She was instantly, fully, and completely restored. Spiritually, emotionally, physically, financially, socially, family, which meant it put her right back where she should have been had she never had a setback so she could do her destiny. This issue of blood made her unclean. So her husband couldn't be intimate with her. Her children couldn't live with her, else they would be unclean. She couldn't socially go out and be productive. So any hope of, of gainful trade was lost. She couldn't be, she had no, she was, she was a social outcast. She was socially distanced. Come on now. I mean, and so we see very clearly, we know she needed the financial miracle for 12 years. I mean, it drained her bank account. Spent it on every doctor and didn't even help. Didn't even get it. Didn't even get it stable. You know. You know. You call somebody. And say, well, what condition? And they will say, well, they're in stable condition. She was never in stable condition. She continued to erode to the point to where the blood flow got worse, the disease got worse. She grew nothing better, and then the, all, all the quacks were sucking blood out of her while she's bleeding herself and charging her money to suck more blood. Those vampires. Come on now. We're talking about, this, this lady has to have a creative miracle. or She's not probably going to live much longer. How, and how she felt about herself, can you imagine how she must have felt about her appearance and herself and her ability? And she gets out in the crowd, in the dirty street, with the animals and, and the throng. So you know the story. I mean, you get it. But it says when she had heard of Jesus, she had heard all you got to do is touch his clothes. Well, she got so enamored with that, with an inward vision, that if I can just but touch the hem of his garment. But now the scripture says Jesus, knowing virtue, went out of him. That means it didn't jump in him when she touched him. It was already in him. Now look at this. Do you see this? And so many people touched him, but they didn't receive anything. But when she touched him, something that in him went out of him. So he was aware the power went out. She was aware the power went in. But he didn't know who did it. He didn't know who drew it. He just knew it went out. He felt it go out. So he turned him about in the press, and I love this, looked to see who it was that had done this thing. In case you're ever wondering, this is the ministry of Jesus. If you ever wonder how come when there's a healing line, I don't just always start at the end and work my way down, it's because, well, that's easy to do in the natural, but that's not where. No, no. What you do is you see where the anointing connection is. There's somebody that's a door to plug into that flow. Huh? That's what Jesus was doing in that crowd. He turned around and he's looking around to see the woman whom the anointing had impacted. He's looking in the spirit. He's understanding the flow of the miracle ministry. Are you with me? And then, notice what it says here. So let's just read it. And Jesus immediately, verse 30, knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him and turned him about in the press, said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples, seeing the multitude thronging, you said, Who touched me? And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing, but the woman. Now look. Look what the anointing did on her. The woman, fearing, and what? Somebody say trembling. You need to see she's under that anointing. 
She's just shaking all over. You see that? Fearing and trembling. My, my, my. Glory be to God. Knowing what was done in her came and fell down. I've seen this happen so many times. I'll be under the anointing. And it'll be like, you know, the only way I can describe it is like Peter walking down the street. Because most people say they laid the sick in the street as if his shadow. But, you know, we're in this room. We have television lights. And television lights, we try to get them high and shoot them straight down and from the front and the back. You're trying to eliminate shadows. Here's a reason. Because shadow is not absolute light. There's a shadow of turning. Which means shadows go one direction. So if, if, if it was his natural shadow, then why did they lay the sick on both sides of the street? It wasn't his natural shadow coming over those people. It was when he walked by and got within a certain sphere, the power of God had come on him. Because it was literally like a force field of anointing, a power. That's, how, that's what he felt that day I was on the stage. He said, in the name. That's what he felt that day. It's that anointing. I'm not here by myself. I said, I'm not here by myself. It isn't even my ministry. I said, this isn't even my ministry. I'm available mud. I died. Someone else came to live on the inside of me. The third person of the Trinity, God Himself, His Spirit has made my body, His my spirit, His house. Glory be to God. Oh, I've seen it so much now. Over the years, the power of God gets flowing. And I mean, it just gets thicker and thicker and thicker. And you see the power of God come on somebody. And I just point and say, hey, uh, come here, come here, come here. God has something for you. And I mean, they'll get four, five, six, eight feet. And here's what they'll do. They'll, they'll come up and they'll, say, they'll hit. And, it's, and I'll be standing like where that table is. And many times, I can't, I've lost count now of the times. They'll get and they'll go, ooh. I said, come on. And no. You've seen it. Many times. Now, y'all been around long enough to, to see meetings? and Have you seen it more than once? Now, what happens to them the closer they get? Now, now, now see, we read this and we think, oh, she was scared she's going to get something. No, she wasn't in the natural. That anointing had come in her. She was so overwhelmed by what the anointing was doing. She had lost all presence of mind. And she's under that anointing. And the fear, talking about the reverential fear. When the power of God comes on you like that, you're like, you're aware. You're in the presence of God. And she was just shaking and trembling. So when he called her over there to him, she got a little bit closer and she fell. I'm trying to point out the shaking is the manifestation of the anointing. It's so strong and happened so much in the founding of our country, there was a whole group of Christians called Quakers. Because the power of God had come on them, they just start quaking. Well, we've come so far down line from that now that the Holy Ghost starts moving, we're like the people in the street, thronging him, trying to get him to do something in the natural that he's already done. He's carrying it on the inside. Glory be to God. And I mean, it can come on a person and they don't receive. Point I'm trying to make is, key's reception. 
Talking about the Holy Ghost coming on somebody in full manifestation. It's the same spirit that raised him from the dead. Let's look at another scripture very, very quickly. Two more and I'm done. T tonight I'm talking about I'm done. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say the meeting was done. I said two more of these and I'm done. Look at Matthew chapter 28. I want to show you something. Look what happened to him now. Matthew chapter 28. Oh, glory be to God. And let's read this. We're going to start reading in verse 1. It says, And in the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake. Oh, come on now. Do you see what's happening in the resurrection power comes? It was, was not a natural earthquake. This is, what the, this is what the writers mean when he says his voice breaks the cedars. He, when he speaks, it's greater than the category five, I'm telling you. You need to know the devil. E.F. Hutton talks, people pay attention. You need to know the devil bows when he talks. Glory be to God. And, and Now read it. Now that, you're, now that you're thinking spiritually, read what it actually says, not what you thought it said when you saw that children's play. And you got the biggest guy in church to wear a Roman outfit and fall over. With a fake fog machine. And a light inside a styrofoam tomb. And a door made out of poster board that you could pick up and a six-year-old could throw off. Come on now. One angel. It took... It took a team of strong men to push. The opening of this cave sealed it with a rock, a boulder. And it took, uh, you know, five or six grown men to roll that thing into place. The point was they wanted to make it secure. Not only did they put soldiers outside of it, but they wanted to make it so secure that nobody could just run up there and run in there and grab him and steal him in the night. Bunch of soldiers rolled that rock over there. And they're, they're out there trying to keep the rock so no group of men can overwhelm them and roll the rock away. Because they're saying the whole story, the lie was they paid money by the chief priest and the lie was, which is told to this day, his disciples came and stole him away. And here's my whole point. His disciples came and stole him away. And they offered money to the keeper saying, it's okay, I'll go to your leaders. You won't get executed for this because you failed your duty. We will preserve this. And so they, they created this lie. But what I'm going to point out is, why did they have to lie and say the disciples came? The disciples. It would have taken all of them to move that rock and overwhelm those soldiers and come get that body. It would have taken all of them. You see what I'm saying here? Now listen to what he said. Behold, there was a great earthquake. Four. He's about to tell you what caused the earthquake. Read it. Read it with a spiritual heart and see what the Holy Ghost is saying. Read what's there instead of what you thought it said. There was an earthquake 
for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven. Buddy, when that angel showed up, things started shaking. think I'm scared of a little jab? When I got an angel operating with me, legions of them, to preserve that name and preserve my life, lest I dash my foot against a stone, and all they got to do is go, boom, and the whole ground goes, boom, 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 and just ripples. Woo! God be for me, who could be against me? The Holy Ghost is for me. And these manifestations happen all the time, not some of the time. He's not with me some of the time. He's with me all of the time. And so the angel descends from heaven. Boom! There was a great earthquake for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and, it, and came and rolled back the stone from the door. If that tomb was like, listen, if that tomb was like we think it was, then when the earthquake happened, the stone should have just gone go. That stone was massive. That angel was so big that when he landed on the planet, you think it's transformers, robots into. <laughs> no, baby. Them transformers have been ducking for cover. Because this is a laser light show like you ain't ever seen. Because when the glory of God filled up the emaciated form of the Son of God and all the regions of the dam felt the earth shake from the lowest hell to the highest heaven and were blown back against the walls and the Son of God stood up and said, The King! I mean, I can take you to the book of Revelation and prove this to you. One angel, one, one angel, one of God's angels is so massive that he has one foot on the ocean and another foot on the land. Oh, God has four angels on the four corners of the heavens that are holding back the wind. They're assigned. You know, the ministry of Jesus is attended to by angels, and I'm in his ministry. I have help. I said, I have help. Now, th now look, look what happens now. His countenance. Look at this angel. Rolled back the stone from the door. Sat on top of it. And his countenance was like lightning. And his raiment was white as snow. And for fear of him, Do you see this? <laughs> they got all shook up. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. For fear of him, the keepers. Now, this is, what I, this, this is the point I want to get to. I, I'll go further tomorrow night. But I want to get to this point. The keepers. Say the keepers. The keepers. Say it again. Say it one more time. The keepers did shake. I said the keepers did shake. I said the keepers did shake. I'm telling you, the power of God's coming on your life and the things that have kept you in bondage are starting to shake. I'm telling you, and they're going to fall back like dead men. 
It may have looked like that disease was alive, but it's going to fall back like a dead man. It may look like that 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 that, that uh, financial uh, you know bankruptcy thing is alive. It's about to fall back like a dead man. I'm telling you, your bank account's about to shake. Your family's about to shake. Your 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 health is about to shake. Your mind is about to shake. Your world's about to shake. Because God has some heavenly intervention from you and He's about to shake up the rules of this game and it's about to come out of the wrong hands into the right hands. Glory be to God because you are not alone, friend. There's more with you than there are against you. Rise up and look at what's going on around you and stop fearing the shaking because what's coming out of you is causing it. Why do you think Satan in front of a meeting like this moves so viciously against you? Because he's shook up about this meeting. The keeper, the one who has kept you in bondage, do know what's about to happen. He do know what's about to drop in this place. He do know what's about to descend with a shout. He do know what's about to show up with lightning and swords. He, he do know that the real you is about to stand up and be counted. He, he do know it, glory be to God. He is all stirred up about it. He cannot hold himself. He just can't sit still. He's shaking all over. The keepers are shaking. I said the keepers are shaking. I said the keepers are shaking. What's kept you in bondage is shaking. The walls are falling. The limits are moving. The barriers are breaking. The keepers are shaking. Whew. Lord told me. I mean, right before I stepped out, he said, this is one of the things I want you to tell them what's going to happen in this meeting. He said, I want you to remind them of what happened in the dungeon of that jail in Philippi. And I want them to know there's some bands that are about to be loosed and some doors that are about to be opened. Do you see it? Doors. Do I need to go back and read that paragraph 2020? Doors. Opportunities. I'm shaking it loose. I'm opening the path. I'm taking out of your way things that have stood in your way for years trying to wear you out wear you down, get you to throw up your hands, get you to stop and quit. And I'm about to shake out of heaven a plentiful rain. And I'm going to encourage and confirm my inheritance. Because they're weary in the race. They're weary in the battle. But they need to know that God is for them. That He has assigned them. That there's no possible way they could fail. You cannot not succeed. You cannot not succeed. It's impossible for you to pastor His church and the gates of hell prevail against it. No person's decision, no spirit of betrayal, no people that decide, well, I just don't feel like I fit anymore. Nobody, not your piano player, not your worship leader, you do realize God lost a third of creation through a rebellious worship leader. And it wasn't a leadership failure. 
But that's been the devil's M.O. from the beginning. It's the preacher's fault. If you were a better pastor, but you have to understand now, you cannot not succeed. It is impossible for me to have sent you there. In fact, when your boots hit the ground, the territory shook. So lift up your eyes, my children, and see who you really are. And know that from this moment, by the authority of the name of Jesus, you're going home to a brand new church. Now, certain leaders in your lives weren't helping. They were in the way. For you see, my daughter, if they can be shaken, it doesn't mean that they could not have become what you saw or what you knew or what I called them to be. But you see a shaking with a woman that received that power and became something. And yet you see a shaking of Roman soldiers that experienced the same power and received nothing. Focus upon those that have attached to the anointing, not those that have rejected it. For you cannot build what I've called you to build with people that are not receivers. And I've called you, says the Lord. So while the enemy had a play, I've got a greater play. And in the shaking, I'm going to shake up the leadership. And I'm going to create a path. And you're going to look back and say, oh, I never want to go through that again. Thank God. Thank God you couldn't give me $5 million for that experience because I've seen my God. And you know it not, but I've cut off the non-fruit-bearing limbs. And out of this pruning, greater fruit shall come. And I'll take less and do more with it. So know this, saith the Lord, I will provide. And it'll be the token of my provision from unexpected sources that prove if I even have to translate him, I can send a man to the desert to reap a nation. The provision is not in the offering or the people. It's in your faith, my daughter. And I'm going to teach you how. And I'm going to walk with you every day till you get there, saith the Lord. Fear it not. For that which comes upon you now. It's not just a shaking moment, but I'm shaking things off of your life that have held you back from the fullness of your grace. So rise up with boldness and preach, teach, and heal. For you serve a God that is real. There'll be greater manifestations in your lives from this day forward. Part of what you said about part of what you were talking about about 
the influence and it coming on you, the impartation. I learned long ago, people that develop their faith to receive the anointing begin to then be influenced by a pure anointing where in the, when they're in the sphere of it. It's exactly like Peter walking down that street, people begin to be healed. So I've learned that I can, if I walk with somebody for a while, um, because I love the anointing, I'm hungry for it, and have released my faith for it, if I don't watch it, <laughs> now I'm supposed to be creased with it, but you have to keep your own. You understand what I'm saying? It's supposed to kind of run together like a thread in a garment. You can't, you can't like fully go over because God doesn't need two of me. He needs a bunch of Jesuses. So anything you see us walk in, we got from him. Which means he's no respecter of persons. Which means it can flow through you. But know this, the scripture says, stir up the gift that's within you. He didn't say stir yourself up in somebody else's gift. He said stir up the gift that's in you. But now somebody else's gift. Yeah, I'll say it that way. Well, I didn't know I'd get into this. Um, but let me just make this very brief. In the book of Acts, Philip the Evangelist started in the deacon's ministry. He had a great citywide revival. <clears throat> now, it's really interesting that he's operating in some gifts. Gifts that clearly Peter and John operate in and others because palsy people rose up and walked. Demons screamed and left. Well, we saw that with all of the apostles. Did we not? Same anointing because he preached Christ. He preached the kingdom and that name. And when they believed him preaching about the kingdom and that name, that name did for him what it did for the apostles. But isn't it interesting that when they believed on the name, then they called for Peter and John who came down and when they got there, they laid hands on them because they had now not just faith, not just faith for it, but a ministry gift. Now, I didn't know that was a ministry gift for a long time until I read it and meditated on it. And one of my fathers in the faith, Jay Blevins, said when the Lord visited him, he said, now, he said, I'm going to give you, well, could God not do that? Could God not? Now, follow me now. Didn't, didn't the Lord Jesus appear to Brother Hagin Sr. and say, I've appeared to you and anointed you, right, for a special purpose, and put his finger in his hands and talked to him about the gifts of healings and the, and the working of miracles. And he said, uh, that's a special anointing to minister to the sick. Well, now, if he can give you that kind of an anointing and a ministry gift, couldn't Peter and John have a unique anointing that whoever they laid their hands on instantly got filled with the Holy Ghost? Sure they could. And Jesus appeared to Brother Jay, gave him that. I never was once in a meeting with him and saw him pray for anybody to receive the Holy Ghost that they didn't instantly start speaking. Now, here's what we've learned. We've learned, or I've learned, I've watched Dad Hagen do it in meetings because he knew the anointings that were most prominent in his ministry and he recognized other anointings in the meeting. And if there was somebody more proficient than him, he would yield to that anointing. Now, that is a father. That's a real father. He was, Dad Hagen, I, don't, I hardly know anybody any more fluent in tongues interpretation than Dad Hagen. But if he was ever in a meeting with Mom and Dad Goodwin, he backed up and let them do it. It was a ministry gift in me. Are you with me? 
Now, God is wanting the fullness. It's going to take a company that loves the anointing so much that when the anointings get in the room, they get influenced by it to the degree that they see what needs to be done and they direct and orchestrate it and interpret the flow. And friend, we are in for some apostolic days. Glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. It's one of those meetings. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, it's marked on God's calendar. Thank you. Let's just wait here for a second. Thank you, Father. But now, if you're willing to do that, what if, what if I'm wondering? I mean, I, there's no right or wrong here. And until we get to heaven, and it may not even matter, then we get up there, we won't even ask this question. But it sure makes me wonder if Philip had said, Oh, God's using me to do this. Well, I can do that. Why, did, why was he humble enough to call for Peter and John? I mean, he's in a citywide revival, great miracles. Everybody's turning to him. The whole city's coming out to hear Philip preach. Why didn't he just go on and lay hands on him himself? makes me wonder sometimes if these things aren't supernatural tests from the Holy Ghost to see if he can be translated, trusted to be translated to join himself to that chariot. Because as soon as Peter and John got there and filled that space, God took him from a citywide ministry to a nationwide one, like that, by a miracle of translation. And I'm totally convinced a lot of that has to do with being in your proper place and recognizing authority and staying humble and understanding. I know it's strong in here, and I'm going to do everything I can with preachers here for it not to become a minister's man. But we're all ministers. You know. You know. You already know. You're not going to know. You know. Oh, you know. It's the easiest thing you've ever done. When it dawns on your mind in the night season, you're going to lay there for a while, trembling, shaking, under the wonderful impartation of the spirit of wisdom and knowledge in the perfect will of the exceeding riches of his grace that comes to you clearly for the next step. And you'll know. You'll know when she knows and she'll know when you know for they too shall be one and they too shall experience the knowing. Father, I pray for, oh, glory to God. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We magnify you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Could we just worship the Lord just a little bit here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father.
Thank you, Father. Oh, Father. Tonight's a wonderful night. It's a cornerstone night. It's a transitional night. It's absolutely a Holy Ghost meeting. No question about that. But it's transitional. From the, from the administration of so many meetings we have into what does that Holy Ghost meeting look like? And you'll see. It's the opening night. It's when we do more than one night. I said it's the opening night. It's why we do more than one night. I said it's the opening night. It's why we do more than one night. Now this isn't a three-week meeting, but I've said this many times, and lately, it's finally, the, I'm telling you, I don't know what, what, we're there, we're right there, because I've had some preachers come to me lately and they said, you know, I've heard you say this, and, and, but it just tonight it clicked. I'm all in. If we need to do this, I'm all in. And what I was talking about was, Dad Hagen got to a place where he wouldn't accept any meeting any, at any church unless it was at least three weeks. And the whole reason that he did that was because he said it took the first week to get all the doubt out of them. And then it took the second week to get something into them. And then in the third week, they could actually have a meeting. We don't realize that we've tried to make God a lot like the McDonald's drive-thru window. And I somehow don't think that Jesus has changed any from them praying for 10 days. And then suddenly something came in that room. And their lives and the whole world has never been the same from that collision. Church is headed headlong into a collision with the glory of God. And I'm just no longer under the compulsion that I have to perform so folks will come back. It's no longer under that compulsion. I think what I'd like to finish with tonight is to simply say it was prophesied to them but it bears repeating to you so that you see the spiritual law. Woman, what we call with the issue of blood, but she's not that. She didn't have the issue of blood anymore. The woman that was healed, totally restored, that whole woman, daughter of thy faith that saved thee, go in peace, be whole of thy flesh. That woman was predisposed that the moment she got the sphere of that anointing to receive it. Whereas the same glory and power manifested right there at that grave and those Roman soldiers experienced it but got nothing. So it's really not what did you come out to see. Because I can come in here this week, and we will. We'll talk about a lot of stories, and when I talk about them, they're going to manifest. But we first got to get to the place where we understand that just because the power of God comes in here and things happen and people get stuck to the floor or somebody gets thrown against the wall by an unseen force doesn't mean they're going to receive something. They can get right up off the carpet and still live the same broken, dysfunctional life that they lived when they walked through the door. And I'm telling you, heaven has an agenda this week to kickstart something in you. 
Shake out what's been holding you back for a long, long time. Glory to God. There's something I can sense it so strong. Woo! The river's running deep now. My, 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 my. Yeah, yeah. Now see, he's just, he just doing some things right now to demonstrate. And you're, she's experiencing it right now. So the Holy Ghost. There's so much for you in this meeting. Glory be to God. Oh, brother, thank you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, glory to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I don't know about you, but I'm in receiving mode. How about you? Glory be to God. I'm in receiving mode. Yay, hallelujah. I'm, I'm, I'm in the sphere of that anointing. I'm drawing up close to it in the name. Glory be to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. My, 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 my. And Father, we thank you for what you're going to do in this meeting and continue to do in this meeting. Really? Okay, I'll do that. Um, okay. All right. Um, Anyone that has an immediate, hear the word immediate? Holy Ghost said immediate. Anyone who right now is experiencing an immediate financial need, get out of your seat and come up here. I'm supposed to minister to you. Glory be to God. You're going to see it not only a Holy Ghost meeting, it's a prosperity meeting. Sweetheart, that's why I came on you early in the meeting. He's the God of provision. I have two words for you. By the Holy Ghost. Have yours. <laughs> Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Will you receive it? I said, will you receive it? Come on now, will you receive it? Yes, you need to know something. That woman was healed in her body, but that was a financial miracle for her. Woo, there it is right there. Yeah. Glory. <laughs> Glory to God. She felt it come on you. It's the one who prospers. It is He. It is He that giveth thee the power. You see that? Power is given. Even power has to be received, and it comes from He. And, and tonight, yeah, the power to what? The power to get. That means all of the king's resources have gone out for his child to get what his child needs right now. It is he. Oh, glory to God. Ah, there it is right there. There it is right there. Glory to God in the name. Take a deep breath. In the name of Jesus. I receive. Every need met. There it went right there. Glory to God. My, 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 my. It is he. Say it out loud. It is he that giveth thee. Say it one more time. It is he. That giveth me the power to get wealth. I receive my need met. Woo! Have your need met. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Bless him, Lord. It is he. Say it again. It is he. Oh, come on. I'll try that down here. It is he. Oh, I'll try it back over here. It is He, it is he that, gives me that gives me the power, the power 
to get wealth. I receive it right now. Woo, take a deep breath. Oh, in the name. Oh, glory to God. Hey, yeah, you see, he said, I receive it. Hey, in the name. That went right there. Glory to God. It is who? Oh, so he's going to do it. You're not going to do it. You're not a self-made man. You mean there's one that will prosper you. You mean there's one that will put kingdom resources in your hands. You mean there's one that can tell you everything he knows about your future and the wealth and the things you need. You mean you can turn it over to him and he'll do it? You mean he's already done it? You mean the devil's already broken off of it? You mean what's keeping it from you is already bound? You mean it is he? Yeah, there it goes. It is he. They give it thee. Huh? It's the truth. I know it's the truth. I know it's the truth. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I have a question. You suppose any receiver that's going to play in the Super Bowl this week, when the ball's coming at them, is going to have their hands in their pockets? Or what do you suppose they're going to do? Huh? There you go. Say it out loud. It is he. Everybody in the line. It is he that giveth me power to get well. Woo! And I receive it. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. In the name of Jesus. There's the power of God. In the name of Jesus. There's the power of God right there. In the name of Jesus. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Coming at you. In the name. Woo! In the name of Jesus. Ha! In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Ha! In the name. Ha! In the name. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Now, hey, what you need ain't coming from down there. You're looking at the wrong place. What you need ain't coming from out there. You're still looking at the wrong place. Where's what you need coming from? Well, then why don't you go on and look up where it's coming from? And why don't you go on and put your hands up where it's coming from? And why don't you get a, go on and get happy about it, the fact that it is coming? Because it is He. <laughs> it is He. It's going to be hard for Him to get anything into your hands if you're depressed about it. That's good. Throw your head, throw your head up then and say, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> say, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, it is. Ha, ha, ha. Say it again. Ha, 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 This battle is over. The mental battle, the pressure, the worry, the spin, the concern, no begging here. It is he. There you go. <laughs> I mean, most folks don't even know this, but mammon is a demon, and financial pressure is demonically induced. Resist that in Jesus' name. And he tries to use it to break folk out of their future. Now say, Holy Ghost, I want everything you have. I receive your power and your peace 
and your provision, I expect a miracle. Something good is going to happen to me. Take a deep breath. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Glory to God. Are you full of the Holy Ghost? You pray in other tongues? You can throw your hands up and ask Him now. Just start praying now. Glory to God. You're full of the Holy Ghost. You're praying, don't let the Holy Ghost talk to him about it. In my name. <laughs> right Speak with a new tongue. I break it off. There it is right there. I break it off. I break it off. You come off of him. I said you come off of him. I said you come off of him. I said you come off of him. Now, at the risk, I wouldn't offend anybody. I don't have a clue, your family, your background, nothing. This is not meant to be offensive. But the Holy Ghost is saying to me, this is generational. And it's coming off. Come off of him now. Oh, yeah, there it is. Sir, it doesn't mean you're evil or that the devil's inside of you, but you need to know this is a deliverance. Your, your mindset, your frame of reference, everything about the way you see yourself is going to begin to change from this night. Oh, there it is right there. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You stay in the presence of God. Pastor, I'm going to turn it over to you in just a moment. We've got one more thing to do. It is He that giveth thee the power. Glory be to God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you know, by faith, the anointing was here, and you saw the anointing and its impact. But when I walked in front of her, the the gift, I'm talking about the manifested anointing came. It's, it's not lessening, it's deepening. Oh my goodness. There it is right there. There it is right there. It is He that giveth thee power to go get your wealth. Father, I thank you. They'll always, I turned around and looked at you and I heard the Lord say, they'll always have what they need. What a word. What an awesome word. I've got one more thing to do. I don't normally do this, but the Lord spoke to me. Yeah, I need that. Praise the Lord. The Lord spoke to me here on something. And, uh, you know, I don't always have it on me. But uh, I don't do this because I know things in the natural there's so much I know in the natural I'm never supposed to respond to. But there are other people involved in this. I'm not the only one, but I'm going to start it right here. And I don't normally say it, but I mean, you know, I just, just need to kind of give a little bit of a start to this thing. Uh, son, oh, he gone. Uh, <laughs> there's a new transmission in this meeting. I said there's a new transmission in the room. It is He that's going to give thee power to your drive train. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Yes, sir, I'll open. Yes, sir, I hear you. I hear you. I understand that. 
Praise the Lord. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Yeah, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. And the devil is a liar. Father, we thank you that the devil is a liar. Father, we thank you that the devil is a liar. Sir, when the meeting started, I just knew I was supposed to minister to you tonight. The power of God came on you the moment I came around the corner. I could see that. Just, just let me have your hand. Stand up here, sir. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. It's going to come clear. I see myself doing this right here. By the authority of the name of Jesus, as your days are, so shall your strength be. Oh, glory be to God. Much to come. Race not nearly over. Not even close. So there's grace for the pace. Let's get about it. Glory be to God. Well, Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you and bless you and magnify you. Hallelujah. Wow, people keep coming. Yay. You too. Hey. It is he. Oh, there it is right there. Glory to God. <laughs> I got about three feet of you. Come on, you. I saw it. <laughs> Woo! Glory be to God. Hallelujah. My, 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 my. <laughs> it is he that giveth thee what is needed immediately. <laughs> Tonight's been good for you. That's all I can say. When I turned and I saw you, Holy Ghost said the meeting's been good for him. <laughs> it has helped him. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> yeah, glory to God. Yeah, yeah, glory to God. Woo! Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. My goodness. I don't know. Before the week's out, you might be one of those Quakers. Myself doing this, so I'm gonna do it. Are you ready? How? Oh. <laughs> oh, well, glory, well, glory. <laughs> Holy Ghost filled the house, and the place was shaken where they were assembled. Glory be to God. There's been some shaking you can see, and there's been some shaking you hadn't been able to see. But I'm telling you, things are shaking loose. Amen? Some things are shaking loose. Glory be to God. They're just shaking loose. Hallelujah. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. 
My, my, my. <laughs> Woo. I see wigs come off. I know caps will come off. Glory be to God. Holy Ghost gets real serious about this thing. He's going to blow the lids off. <laughs> thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Can we just thank him for what he's doing tonight? I don't know who may be watching anywhere tonight, but I never want to close any meeting, any broadcast without giving those of you that are watching an opportunity right now to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Would everybody just lead us and go together? Lord Jesus, I recognize your power is in this room. That you are the Son of the living God. That you came out of heaven, took on a body of flesh, Died for me. What the hell in my place? Paid the price for my sin. You rose again. Defeated the devil. You have those keys. And you have all power. Both in heaven and in earth. That includes power to forgive me. Power to deliver me. Jesus, I believe. You are the Son of the living God. Take my life and do something with it. Glory to God. Give the Lord a shout in the house. I'm telling you, lives are changing. There's a whole lot of shaking going on. Glory be to God. What a great week we're going to have in the things of God. Amen? Amen. Just remember, shaking is a manifestation of the Spirit of God, and we just touched the surface. Oh, my, 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 you want to be a part, you want to be back. Thank you for the excitement, the enthusiasm. And I'm just telling you, you better get ready on the edge of your seat. You might want to wear suspenders unless you have an early rapture. Power of God's moving in here in a mighty way. God is a good God, amen. And Jesus is coming soon. There shall be no more curse. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Woo! How many people received tonight? Is there some things shaking? Is there some things shaking? Are you receiving? Are you present or receiving? I'm receiving. Amen. I'm not just present. I'm receiving. Amen. I'm telling you, there's a lot of, lot of times in a lot of meetings, I've not wanted to hype something, not wanted to do that, but I'm telling you, I do believe the Lord just spoke to me and said, you need to invite people. There's something about to happen this week. And people are going to be, they're going to be disturbed that they weren't here each night. They're going to be disturbed because there was a releasing. And I'll tell you this, I know this, you might not know everything that's about to happen. But what I do know is when you get to heaven, you're going to be like, glory to God, did you know we got that at that meeting? Did you know that that was what happened? Like, I didn't know it. It was something spiritual, something beyond what my brain could comprehend. But it changed everything. So tell people, listen, you got to get here. Something's going on in this meeting. If you believe, if you don't believe that, don't, don't tell anybody that because we don't want you to lie. But you know, that's what good church folk do is teach you not, not to do that. But uh, if you can sense that, let it be genuine and let people know it's going to be a good, good week. Amen. Are you ready to receive the rest of the week? Glory to God. Father, we just thank you so much for your goodness and your graciousness. Thank you, Lord, for a gift. Your word says that apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, they're a gift to the body of Christ. Lord, thank you for the gift that is Brother Tracy. 
Lord, we appreciate him and we honor you in him. Thank you, Father, for bringing us your spirit and shaking things up this week. Lord, we walk into it. We expect it. By faith, we receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Have a great, great night. We love you. And have a good night. We'll see you tomorrow night at 6.30. Good night online. Amen.